0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks.
1: Darn it. Hasn't been pushing that button for two years. Almost. <laughs> Forgets which one it was. I'm full of pizza. It's fine. And we are your sidekicks to all things metaphysical. My name's Liv. This is M. M, say hi. So I had a fun fact, but I'm going to tell you the one that you told me already <laughs> that you think is a fun fact. So. I told Liv because she was talking about how it's weird having a child inside of you moving around. So I was like, did you know that if you swallow a cockroach hole, it will crawl back up your throat? And the reason why I know that is because of Fear Factor. They tell you to bite into it because if you don't kill it before you swallow it, it'll crawl back up. That's really gross. That's what you get from watching Fear Factor.
0: (laughs) I went on vacation with a friend once when I was little. Only friend vacation I ever took. And... One day, her dad was walking around and one of those big green flies flew into his mouth. And he got... He had to chew it before it go down. <laughs> well, he got so disgusted because he swallowed it on accident that he threw up. And then I remember watching mm-hmm. him throw it up and then it I mean got out. flew away. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. I'm sure I've told you this before because it haunts me because I was like nine, maybe ten. And I was like,
1: ooh-wee. <laughs> I also watched this at TikTok where this guy... Almost got eaten by a hippo. He was in a like kayak type thing, and one of his buddies like fell into the water because a hippo like fucking yeeted him from underneath. So, uh, the other guy like came over to try to like get the other dude out of the water. And while he was doing that, the hippo inserted the front part of him like his head and body into his mouth, and he was like, I couldn't see anything. And I felt this horrible pain at my waist. I was like, so you were in the mouth of a hippo. And he's like, I was in so deep that it gagged me out. And that's how I'm here to tell you the story. You're welcome. (laughs) Did
0: you see the little dangly thing that looks like a punching bag? He saw nothing. It was dark in there.
1: (laughs) That's terrifying. Yeah, don't go to places in which hippos exist on a kayak.
0: (laughs) Hippos also don't swim. Did you know that? Yep. They just, I mean, look at them. They
1: sink. Mm-hmm.
0: And they're okay with it.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're big balloons. They should be able to have oxygen in that big balloon body.
0: It really freaks me out. They're also the closest living relative to whales. You're welcome.
1: Well, they're dangerous. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, they are. What does that one guy on TikTok call them? Murder? I don't
1: know what you're talking about.
0: There's some guy. He's hilarious. And he talks about... Animal facts, and he calls hippos murder donkeys or something, anyway. Murder cows, <laughs> murder cows, probably murder cows. I don't know if it's that. That
1: it sounds like a good description. I'm about it. We're doing QA today. We are. I asked you on Instagram if you want to ever get in on a QA thing because this is probably our first one, but um, no, it's our second one because we talked about soul contracts in the first one. Oh, but that wasn't a Q&A. That was just, I want to know what you want to know about soul contracts. Oh, it wasn't a, let me just tell me every question you possibly have. Got it. Yeah, that's this is one of those. Okay. Are you ready? Did you look at any of the questions?
0: I did, and then I took pictures, and we're going to put them in a sauna, and then my phone told me that I had to do a lot of things that I don't understand how to do to put them in a sauna. Oh, so you're
1: not going to be surprised then. Got it.
0: I might be so you honestly I probably don't remember reading them but I the effort was there and then you put them in Asana and I was like good I can delete them from my photos.
1: I don't even think I put them in Asana. I said no. I think you did. I
0: saw You me, dude. I'm glad somebody fucking did cuz Asana you should sponsor them. us. Oh yeah, you should. That would be nice. Okay. Wait, I was going to say something. I was thinking about something. Oh, okay. Before we get into it talking about sponsors if any of you know good sponsors that we should reach out to or that you're a part of let us know because i'm going to start working on that but it would be helpful if i had help from you guys anyways i don't really need help but i would like help so when we went to our last ghost investigation which is a surprise you guys don't know what it is i was brushing my teeth before we left and our friend russell was like why are you brushing your teeth and i was like because cleanliness is next to godliness and that's how you keep the demons away And I just feel like literally we could be a sponsor for so many people with just that catchphrase. So question number one. (laughs) You don't laugh at
1: my jokes. You thought it was funny the first time. And then I i know. And then I told, well, the reason why I laughed is because I told everyone that you're going to tell me that joke like 17 more times. And it's been at least 19. It's been less than that. Less than 19.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. You
1: ready? How many more times do I have? Question number one. (laughs) How involved are your spirit guides in your daily living? I feel like mine talk to me about everything. You can answer it first and I'll answer it second.
0: Okay, so spiritually, I know and I understand that my spirit guides are always helping me. No matter what. But do I feel like I have a conversation with them every day like we're best friends? No. You get to choose that. I don't think I don't I don't think I get to choose that, no.
1: You're not aware of when they're talking to you. Correct. You're funny.
0: <laughs> Correct. People will ask me, they're like, You're a psychic medium. How do you connect to your spirit guides? I'm like, listen to me. I will ask them questions and I will get ghosted for weeks or months until finally one day I feel like they say something and um, I'm you like You just put up a wall.
1: Because literally just thinking and then you just get a random answer over your shoulder. That doesn't happen to you.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't, it does happen, Uh but it doesn't happen every day. Happens every day.
1: Literally, I was at the movie yesterday and I saw a dragonfly and then I look over and my spirit guide is sitting next to me like, hey, buddy, you're not going to like this, but here's all the information I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Are dragonflies a good thing or a bad thing? Well, dragonflies are my symbol for spirit guides. It's one of them. Got it. And they were like, do you know how you have no control over your life? Let me tell you how.
0: I think my spirit guides have been telling me more information through my email readings, which is interesting because I didn't think that was going to be a thing.
1: They say that you're only aware of that happening because your medium hat is on. That's true.
0: (laughs) But also I feel I I struggle in my confidence of myself. If I'm talking to someone else, let me, let me do it for you. I'm okay with doing readings for people, but like for myself, you
1: ignore it
0: myself I don't
1: feel like I have the confidence to do that which is probably why I ignore it all the time you like get inklings about things and then you just tell yourself that that's not real that's true that's what she says is that, that you do that <laughs> yes, every day every day that's them because <laughs> that's what she told me because it's like when I talk to people people say things and I'm like now I know things about you just because you said a certain word interesting and that happens to you and you just like put it in a box in the back of your brain and not listen to it
0: put it in a box and then we put that box inside of a box and then we push that box off a cliff
1: so i don't know if that's true but that's what victoria says
0: i'm sure that's extremely true based on what victoria says but when someone's like i talk to my spirit guides every day i do i'm glad you do and so does this other person but yep. if you feel like they don't, what I'm trying to say
1: is you're probably just a dweeb like me who ignores it. Happens it happens every day regardless of if you are aware of it or not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for me, it literally feels like there's someone talking over my shoulder. Or I just fucking see them. Or, I don't know. It's interesting that you don't think that you talk to your spirit guides every day. <laughs> I know I may maybe looking at you funny, but I'm also... I'm honestly just
0: uncomfortable because I ate food and there's a small human inside of me taking up a lot of space and I don't know where in existence I feel comfortable right now. So I'm just going to be in a very odd posture. Will your spirit
1: guides talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, They talk to me a lot. Yeah. They I've... make fun of like things that people say. They make fun of things that I say. They tell me things about questions I have. Do you ask questions in your head about things?
0: Yeah, I ask questions, but I feel like I'm not cool enough to get the answer or that the answer I have is just an illusion. But when you ask yourself questions, do you
1: get an answer? Sometimes. I want to say a lot of the times yes. Sometimes I feel no. Because if you are asking a question, you don't know the answer to. Why would you just suddenly have the answer? That's what I tell people. (laughs) I feel like I don't. Cause you're not figuring out the answer. You don't know what the answer is. You're getting the answer from your spirit guides. I feel like it's all an illusion, and it's just a—I'm playing my own mind, Victoria. You put it in the box in the back of your mind. <laughs> wow, it's interesting that she told me that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. It also just makes other people feel better that as psychic mediums or as a psychic medium, in my case. I feel like I get frustrated with my spirit guides through my own ignorance of not being able to trust in that when they give me answers, it's them and not just me. Then how do
1: you know the difference when you're talking to other people's guides and people? Other people, completely
0: different. I don't have confidence in things for myself. I can help other people. If somebody was like, I need help building a building because my building just got knocked down by a giant orc. I would be like, I am there. I'm ready to help you. I will build this building with you and it will be fine. If my own house got blown over and I lived by myself, I'd be like, well, I just, I'm going to go live in a box outside now. That's it. Um, It doesn't make sense.
1: No, they told me why, but I'm not going to share. So, (laughs) Okay,
0: good. You can tell me later. So that's, that's the answer to the question.
1: Okay. Next question. You ready? Yeah. Do you work with any deities? If not, why?
0: Yes, both knowingly and unknowingly.
1: I think everybody works with deities without knowing it. Oh, for sure. I believe that. Um, Athena talked to me the other day about you. Is she one of my guides or is she one of your guides? Yes, she's not Uh, one of my guides. Athena is like Hermione. Yeah. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. You've rules. So why she works with you.
0: Ah, makes sense.
1: She uh, is annoyed by me because I'm the one that makes the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because if you listen to, I don't know if the listener stories where we talk about past lives happen, but Liv was a little purple ball where she helped create life and I was a little green ball that helped create the coding of existence. So I was the one that created the rules for existence and she had to abide by those rules because she was creating life. Yeah. So the fact that you have a deity (laughs) that is a a rule follower is hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And I also want to say that if you don't feel like you work with deities or anything like that, It is of my belief currently, and if this changes, I will let you know that I was wrong and or I've changed my viewpoint, but if you were reading about a deity, doesn't matter if it's Greek, Roman, freaking Catholic, not Catholic, what is it, Celtic, literally any sort of deity god being whatever religion or culture they're from, if you feel like you're drawn to them for any way, shape, or form, it's probably
1: because they help you, whether you realize Mm -hmm. it. Or not. Yeah, because there's a lot of gatekeeping people on the internet that are like, you can't choose which ones you want to work with. And it's like, if you feel like you want to work with them, it's probably because you already are working with them. Yeah. Like Beelzebub. I, wanted, I sold my soul to him. So check out the soul contract one. <laughs> and I'm like, you're so cool. I can't be as cool as you are. So here, take my soul. And uh, I had one of our patrons the other day be like, you know, you work with him, right, dummy? I was like, oh, are you kidding me? The dude that sounds like Bakugo. <laughs> and he was also like, I do work with you, dummy. He's very mean, which is why you can tell from away. He's way not he's mean.
0: Working. He's condescending. Yes. <laughs> He speaks in a not so nice sort of way. <laughs> in fluent sarcasm. One of the like Bradley sarcasm where you don't know he's sarcastic until you're like, you're only saying that because it's funny, right? I always have to check on Bradley sarcasm.
1: Yeah, but he helps me with darker things. So I don't know how you protect yourself. I think you use like clear sentience, I'm here, you can't move me sort of energy. But he helps me with protecting myself from dark things through understanding because if you're able to understand why they're there you can understand the human feelings around it so he's the one that helps me with that sort of thing yeah because everyone's like he's a demon he's satan no he helps me with different things i also work with hades hades helps me with my mediumship circle <laughs> indirectly indirectly <laughs>
0: I forgot about that one.
1: Because I've also had other patrons be like, you know, Hades, I work with him and I can see him behind you telling you what to say during mediumship circles. And I'm (laughs) like, cool. Hades deals with like the underworld and stuff like that. So it makes sense that when I talk to dead people, (laughs) he helps me do things like that. But I'm also like a darker soul, like a heavier soul. So that's why I'm more drawn to deities angels things like that of darker nature our energy signatures are similar Mm -hmm. who else do you work with is it artemis i think there's artemis i feel like i
0: work with freya sometimes more of the like earthy out outdoorsy type of because your life deities yeah there's one that i think starts i think it's i don't think it's helen I mean, well, Em looks this up because she knows better than I do.
1: Oh, well, I'm looking up the woman that I'm seeing because I feel like it's Artemis. Does Artemis have dark curly hair? If not, you guys should tell me and tell me who is the one that has dark curly hair. (laughs) And it's like longer. There's
0: another one and her name starts with an H. I don't feel like it's Artemis now.
1: Who's the one with three heads or three Pearsons? The one that deals with witchcraft.
0: I'm really glad that she's trolling me too. It's Hecate. Okay. Yeah. Her. That's interesting because- <laughs> Does she have dark curly hair? Yeah. I think she deals with witchcraft in like the underworld.
1: Yes, that's her. That's what she looks like. That's the girl that's standing next to you, Hecate. You work with Hecate because she's like showing me in order for you to be life, you needed to understand multiple sides of existence so she's showing me the different faces of her one's facing the spirit realm one's facing the physical realm you need to have an understanding of both in the in between in order to be able to create life so it makes a lot of sense which is why she works with you
0: that makes a lot of sense there's also darker parts of life that I think she understands and works with and that's one of the things that I help people understand and I think well, that's
1: if you're my twin flame you're probably also a heavier energy probably so you deal with more darker things they want me to say you deal with darker things in a more solid way Yeah as more of a physical thing I think that's I do it in a
0: translucent
1: way kind of how I deal with dark things when we go places too Yeah and I'm not moving sort of energy but I do it in a transparent way uh. <laughs> where I try to understand it
0: I can't remember the the there's like a goddess of like the hunt and like the hearth basically. So she is like a forest goddess and I forget, but her name starts with an H. I feel like she works with me too. Anyways, what I wanted to say is there's a lot of gatekeepy things like M says about how you're supposed to worship or not or understand or perceive what and who these deities or gods and goddesses are. And some people also get gatekeepy in the fact that they're like, you're this perceived ethnicity and or culture. So therefore, you're not allowed to be a part of our culture or this culture. And that's one of those things that really makes me angry, (laughs) because in my opinion, spirituality isn't just one religion or one thing. It's whatever you want to make it that's unique and individualistic to you. So if you feel drawn to certain parts of something, don't say that you're an expert in one religion or another, but take what resonates with you and make it your own type of understanding and belief system because that's spirituality in essence of itself. But I also believe personally that reincarnation is a thing. And if reincarnation is a thing, I don't think we incarnate to the same culture or ethnicity our entire lives because that would go against what, in my eyes, reincarnation is, which is learning as much as solely possible in each life that you live. So they're going to have to be different and drastic. So in this life, you might be African-American, but in another life, you might be Chinese and vice versa. So if you feel a pull to one sort of religion or aspect of it or culture, than another, even when it comes to deities, it's probably for a reason that is spiritually linked to you and your past lives that you had. So do I
1: have a past life In, like, Hindu religion? I think
0: we both do, because I've always been really drawn to Hindu. because
1: people have, like, a really negative view of Hinduism, and I'm like, it's really cool. The reason why it still exists is because it absorbs other religions, because it's very much, it is what you make it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now that I'm thinking about it, I see this woman that I think is me or you, because that's usually how it works, that I feel like is a part of that culture.
0: Yeah. I've always felt drawn to the deities for that religion. I have one of their little totems that I got on our, my bachelorette party to Salem in our bedroom for, like, wellness and prosperity and stuff. I forget what his name is, but he's the little elephant with the arms.
1: Yeah, so, it's weird. Yeah. What deities are around me other than Hades and Beazel Bob from accounting? You have, like, some sort of star one. She's female.
0: She says she deals with the stars. She's kind of like your newer spirit guide, not Sebastian. She's not a spirit guide though, she's a deity. Yeah. Okay. But she shows me a star with a crescent. It might be Artemis, which is why you're saying that. But I really
1: don't Yeah, because I don't know that Artemis is your your guy like your deity anymore because I thought Artemis <laughs> looked like Hecate.
0: Oh, okay. But I
1: think Artemis has lighter colored hair. No, Artemis, look up Celine. Oh, I think you told me about her before, Selene the moon goddess, because she's Selenite. Ah. That's where they get the word for that. Well,
0: it's funny because Artemis, I think, identifies with both of us, which is why we keep saying it. Mm, What does Artemis do? Does
1: she deal with time?
0: Artemis is the goddess of the hunt, wilderness, wild animals, nature, vegetation, childbirth, care for children, and chastity. Okay. No, that makes sense. But- it also says that Artemis was heavily identified with Selene, the personification of the moon and Hecate, another lunar deity. <laughs> <laughs> which, If we're fucking twin flames, it would make sense that Artemis helps both of us through the personification of
1: Selene and Hecate. Disgusting. <laughs> we know nothing about deities. Which no. is why we're like,
0: I see this weird thing. And that's also why it's funny when we feel like we're drawn to certain ones because we don't know anything about them. We just know their names from like
1: pop culture things. Yeah, someone once asked me what Loki looks like. And I'm like, I literally cannot get over my egotistical view of the Marvel guy. So there you go. (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, it does. Oh, she's telling me because I feel like the person you're seeing deals with time because they've been doing a lot of weird things with time. Yeah, I feel like she deals with time too. But she's like the phases of the moon deal with time. Yeah. She also wants me to say that I deal with darker things. So the moon goddess makes sense. But at the same time, the moon looks different at each phase of existence and it creates different frequencies or poles on the earth. So that is how you specifically deal with time because I personally think that because I am the coding of existence, I had to know and understand how time works in order to create existence. So because of that, here now existing, I still have a like an aptitude towards time, which is why I'm able to do a lot of things in a very short amount of time. So it's like I can change my frequency because we did a video on time travel and if you understand the idea of time dilation it's like things move at different frequencies and that allows the time to work differently around them so if I am able to control those sort of frequencies then I can make time work for me in the sense of I can make things happen faster or slower and she's telling me that the moon is able to do that in like She shows me like the tides. Mm -hmm. It pulls the tides in and pushes them away based on its frequency that it pushes out. Mm -hmm. So that's what she's helping me do. Hurts my brain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that is what we think about deities. I also like, have you ever gotten like really upset and like prayed to like a certain deity? Or just in
1: general? I mean, other than me being Catholic and praying to the Christian God, no. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I talk to them now that I'm a medium and I know I can talk to them. Well, why?
0: I guess that's the same thing as praying, though, basically. If you're asking them questions. I just feel like a lot of people think that just because we're mediums, we're not, like, spiritual, I don't know, religious or relatable to, like, religious things. So when I...
1: I mean, I grew up Catholic. I did not grow up anything. I know. (laughs) So I know that's why you're saying that, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. I I grew up Catholic, so... (laughs) I was in organized religion.
0: so Yeah, I never really like,
1: and I was taught about all of these gods. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You're looking at me like you're going to say something, but I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. I
0: just wanted to say that sometimes I pray to different gods or things, like think about them, like, hey, if you're real, which I know you are, can you help a girl out?
1: <laughs> what does the big tree guy do? What's his name?
0: Sir Nunes?
1: Yeah. Because I literally the one day saw him apparate in the middle of my kitchen and he was so large that he just like went up into the sky.
0: I feel like we both deal with Sir Nunes, but he deals with two different things. He's the bottom and the top of things. He's like the leeway between two worlds, which is why trees and plants mm. and strawberries
1: know everything about everything. Oh, we do it in a naturalistic way. Yeah. trees.
0: Yeah, because trees, again, they're the leeway between the two worlds, so...
1: Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Ready for the next question? Yeah. Next question is, can you guys talk to planets? What happened to Mars?
0: God, I hate this question. Just, I love it.
1: I hate I hate that you're asking this. Now you I'm remembering the questions.
0: I fucking love Pluto. I had to do a... God, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> Why? Are they talking to you? Oh, for sure. Really? <laughs> I uh, I had to do a elementary school like one paragraph project or something on Pluto and I remember I got I was not a smart child from existing until like middle school to high school I was in like this the C column you know that was just my existence and it wasn't until I became friends with the nerd kids that I actually was an intelligent human being and that's just by chance so without my friends I would I would be a potato, but anyways, I had to do a project on Pluto, and it was like one of the first things I got like a sticker for because I actually
1: did a good job. And now Pluto's not a planet.
0: I know, and it makes me so angry. It's literally it's very on brand for you. The one thing that I put on my refrigerator because it wasn't a note back home from my teacher telling me that my telling my mother that I was stupid and I needed
1: help. <laughs> and then, then you were like, "You want to know how Pluto's not a planet?
0: It was a planet." When I did it as a project and got a little Pluto star that said, good job on it. And now it's not. And I'm extremely salty about it.
1: So so can you talk to Pluto? Yeah. <laughs> Pluto is a... Mm. All of the planets speak in unison and they talk about how they affect our world by just existing. But there are multiple things that are associated to each planet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why? Is Pluto talking to you?
0: Yeah, it has a very masculine presence, but there's also like things that are also talking, which makes a lot of sense, which is why I'm confused. I'm like, other oh, ones well, sound feminine.
1: We tried to talk to the sun on Patreon. You don't remember that? We. I vaguely remember it. I remember it was one of our walk
0: talks when we had a normal nine to five. But after that, a lot of things have happened since
1: then. <laughs> We recorded It's on the internet. (laughs) I'm glad it's on the internet. I I mean, I remember. We talked to the sun. There's multiple things that are associated to the sun. So if we we just talked about deities, there are multiple deities that are associated to the sun. Deities are usually the connection between other things and humanity. So they help us with different aspects of existence. The sun is one of them. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about Selene, the moon goddess. Selene helps me with the aspects of time in the moon things like that
0: that makes a lot of sense there are the go betweens
1: but yeah. there's other things that dictate how the sun exists so the same thing on earth there's things that deal with nature on earth there's things that deal with water on earth there's things that deal with humans on earth there's multiple things that are associated to the planet itself but i feel like the planet has a soul but the soul is very complex
0: yes Pluto makes me feel like there's this really big line drawn from the outskirts of where he is or it is in relation to Earth. And it's kind of like a laser beam. (laughs) Does that make any sense to you? It's more of a feeling than anything else.
1: Well, I don't know what that means to you. You say a lot of things visually and I'm like. Okay, I understand what it looks like, but I don't know what that means. Yeah, it feels like a tractor beam. Like if
0: I were to take a little piece of invisible fishing twine and have you hold one side of it and I hold the other and you just pull. I pull on you in a really hard direction and you just slightly lean back a little bit.
1: Oh, that's why it's not going away. Like being pulled out of our gravitational pull. That's why why it's in our solar system. Is
0: that why? Do people think it's going to leave?
1: Well, it's so, well, I'm thinking that it's so far away and it's small. It doesn't have a gravitational pull. The sun does, but it's on the outer banks of it, like the outskirts of it.
0: Oh, yeah. And that's why you're seeing that. I guess so. I don't know. You're just asking me what Pluto says and this is what it says and it's a feeling. (laughs)
1: Well, what I explained in one of our other podcasts is everybody starts with clear cognizance. So there's a thought around that. And only makes sense to you, <laughs> so I'm asking you what that means. And you're like, I see this line. What does the line mean, Liv?
0: <laughs> that it's connected to some in some sort
1: of way? Well, every every planet is.
0: Are all of the? Oh, it's telling me that it's an aspect of the planets, which a lot of people don't think it is. So, like when all of our planets
1: astrology astrology came
0: astrology a, became a thing people think that Earth was its own thing and all of the other planets were their own things. They're saying each planet is very much linked to one another because they all came from a bigger piece of rock and then became what they are now.
1: Well, everything became came from a bigger piece of rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't think people think that way, though. The Big Bang? I know, but I'm not even talking about the Big Bang. I'm talking about just like what made our solar system. Well, yeah but people don't think about it that way.
1: They're like one
0: separate rock made Uranus and another separate rock made Jupiter and another separate rock made Pluto. But what Pluto's saying is that they all came from one big rock that blew up. And then the way space interacted with them dictated what that rock then became into. I would not have thought about that before. This is
1: news to me. (laughs) <laughs> talking to pluto talk to jupiter
0: isn't jupiter gassy and hot i feel like if he was a person you'd have a lot of one-liner dad jokes <laughs> wait what is the god of jupiter is the god of jupiter a dick the god of jupiter is jupiter i know oh. but they, they have characteristics am i talking I am i talking to it. the planet or the god i don't know where i put my phone <laughs> let me see entertain it's like the they're people. named
1: after gods
0: dude <laughs> entertain the people while i look up jupiter always go to jupiter to get more stupider
1: you like how you tell me to entertain them but you just continue to talk well you were comfortable
0: you were sipping your soda it's i was making
1: helping. awkward noises into the microphone that you have to cut out later i'm not gonna I'm cut, cut them entertaining out entertaining you don't you think i'm not gonna cut them out you think i am but i'm not i didn't think you would nope
0: oh okay jupiter is zeus I hate that the Romans and the Greeks just couldn't get the fuck along and have the same names for the mm-hmm. same ass deities. It's literally just like the beginning of cultural intolerance and all of that other crap, and it just annoys me. So it says Jupiter is the Roman king of all gods, the chief of the pantheon and protector of ancient Rome. His full name says it all Jupiter Optimus Maximus. I think that's actually what I'm going to name our son. That would be
1: a bad one, for sure. Why? It's a dog name. um talk to mars
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i really like people are there things
1: that live on mars that are like
0: stop fucking talking to me about shit like this yes because i immediately saw the color green and then i saw these little like bug thingies like you know if you were to look at pond water in a petri dish and you see the little like microbes that are underneath it it just tiny things
1: yes are they going to grow into other things like how tiny things happened on earth and now there's not tiny things. They tell me that it is a lot of happenstance. So I mean that's how existence is, love. But
0: it's one of the <laughs> it's one of the possibilities but it hasn't been foretold yet or figured out by the creators that that's going to happen.
1: Cuz uh, I agree, I see these like little microorganisms and then they told me about the giant mushrooms that happened on Earth before it, creatures existed. <laughs> I just, <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, we, like you thought trees were the first thing that existed? It was giant mushrooms. Giant fungi. It would have literally looked like it was a different planet on Earth when it, it just started growing life. Because they were the first terrestrial beings? Fungus existed before plants. However, on Earth, when this was happening, when fungus was the thing that existed, there was, like, water creatures. Water creatures happened before land creatures, and the the plants, or whatever you want to call it, because it's fungi, they were giant fungus that looked like trunks of trees that were oh. huge.
0: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, because mm-hmm. there's fungus can... There's a fungus among us. Uh, fungus can exist in anaerobic respiration which means that they can produce food and energy without oxygen
1: yeah makes sense so they happen before trees that's what they told me in regards to mars you're welcome
0: (laughs) yeah so a lot of people i I hate like i I posted a tiktok the other day literally of the couple comments that i got on it because tiktok is a shit show right now somebody says can you tell me my future do you want to know your future (laughs) Don't walk out in front of a bus anytime soon. I don't, it just makes me so angry and people ask me that because for me personally, I don't think I can claim to know the future because all of the information that I get isn't from me. I don't just know the future. I have to get it from somewhere else that knows the future, which would be some sort of spiritual entity or whatever. And uh, there's possibilities and things that can happen in the future that we do and don't have control over. So what Mars is saying is the possibilities that, this could happen, have not happened yet. And there's other possibilities that would allow it to continue to not happen or flourish into my life. Since microbiota- we're talking life. about
1: the future. The future. Can I ask you a vague question about our lives? Everybody you ask your spirit guides. <laughs> Everybody asks me vague questions about their lives. Go ahead. <laughs> um have our spirit guides been baiting us with possible things that are keeping our focus but aren't actually going to happen. (laughs) They say it's all a part of the journey so it's
0: not that things aren't going to happen it's that we were it's like one of the possibilities. The possibilities are still there they're still supposed to happen but we don't know. What are those
1: possibilities being put into the universe so we don't screw up other things? Yes and no. (laughs) Cool.
0: Okay, because like I, my spirit
1: guides told me that because we're we do this weird time thing that if we know things about our future, we'll fuck fuck it up. up. So what they're doing is they're they're making things happen in a way that looks like what it's going to happen in the future, but not in the same way. Because if we knew it, we would fuck it up. So they're baiting us with things that are similar to what's going to happen versus what. Is actually going down and you talking about future made me think about that so you're welcome that makes
0: a lot of sense I wrote a patreon post the other day that was about that in a sad sappy kind of way of like I feel like I've had premonitions of the future but the future isn't doesn't seem to be happening to the outcome that I've had premonitions of so am I just crazy or am I actually going in the right direction based on the future thing that I thought I saw And the answer is, you saw correctly what the future was supposed to be, but we didn't tell you what the fucking journey was going to be to get there. So you thought you were on the wrong path, but actually you are. So it's like, sit down, shut up. We already gave you the answer. You just have to get there now. So I think that's what you're talking about. Sort of.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's more um, the outcome is different but they're trying to make the journey similar so that we get led to that specific outcome. I get it. Yeah. So uh, next question, unless you have more things to talk about fucking planets.
0: If you guys are feeling swifty, talk to your planets today. Also, someone needs to show these podcasts to uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Cause I swear to God, we are not high, but we need one other person in our conversation who is high to really just add the, of chef's kiss onto these, these metaphysical conversations. And I feel like Joe Rogan would have a blast. We also have one on time travel. No. Time travel? Which is the one that we released and which is the one that parallel universes? We haven't talked, we haven't released time travel yet.
1: hmm You ready for the next question? Yes. Do you want one about Claire's or about spirit guides? Maybe
0: Claire's just
1: because we've already talked about spirit guides. Well, it's just a fun one from spirit guides. How can I figure out which Claire is the most open to receive messages if I'm unsure if I have any? Usually, go onto our website and click the journal icon and read the most recent blog
0: that I posted that I'm going to be adding more blog posts to because however your brain works is probably how you have Claire information as well. Em, would you like
1: to add on to that for me? So I do spiritual gifts reading and the dissertation that I give you at the beginning of each reading is... Everyone has a combination of the six psychic clairs. However, the way in which you use your clairs is based upon the way in which you process information or the way in which you think. So if you think in an inner monologue, you are probably a clairaudient because you, are, you process or learn information best by hearing it or talking through it. If you're a visual person, you probably have clairvoyance and all of the other things that go associated to that. So if you can evaluate, A, the way in which you learn things, like are you the person that has to do it, like clairsentiently touching the thing in order to be able to understand what you're learning, or do you need to have someone explain it to you, or do you need to see it done, or can you just know how to do it? That is how you're going to figure out what your clairs are because like we talk about in other podcasts, Everyone has claircognizance, which is basically clear thoughts. It is just a thought that happens out of nowhere. Your thoughts come from claircognizance. You are going to get a thought, and then, because you are a physical being, you have your five physical senses, which represent the other clairs that you have access to. Because of the five physical senses and the fact that you're a physical being, you normally get information with those five physical senses and because of that that's how you process information so you get a thought and then you process the information either visually auditorily smelling ish and feeling and all those things so if you can understand how a thought comes in for you and how you process that then you can understand how you think in order to be able to understand when you're getting information from spirit boom or something (laughs)
0: But if that was a lot for you, read the blog post we have on our website. There'll be a link in the show notes. And I'm working on adding more blog posts for each Claire ability so that you can be like, oh, I experienced
1: that. It'll be a fun time. So next question. How to tap into personal Akashic records and is it even allowed? Yes. Did you steal things from the Akashic records? (laughs) You should ask your spirit guides that. (laughs) Gojo's just making fun of
0: me. He's like, you're too much of a goody two-shoes. True.
1: Rules. (laughs) I.
0: uh, It's
1: Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah. I
0: would have been somebody that kept the organization of the Akashic Records and helped people gather information, but not illegally.
1: Illegally, illegally, (laughs) illegally. Did I help create the Akashic Records? Yes. Coding. Yeah. Yeah. But is it privy to you?
0: It's going to be privy to you from a higher source. So it's not something that you can just take from unless you're fucking a robot pirate in space like Emily. Well,
1: listen, (laughs) okay, I was talking to one of my patrons and they were like telling me about their past life as a literal space pirate and they went into the akashic records apparently in like a restricted sort of section like from harry potter that sort of thing and they were getting information that they weren't allowed to have the secret to the krabby patty secret formula or whatever's going to stop Voltimore. i don't fucking know dude but i find it interesting yeah but we're talking oh! about on a human plane of existence <laughs> I think I aided this person to get into the Akashic Records because I know how it
0: works. (laughs) Makes a lot more sense. It's a very anonymous thing to do. Dude,
1: if you think about all of the weird stuff that we did that wasn't in physical existence, just think about it. The reason why a lot of that stuff happened is because I'm like, well, why can't we do it? (laughs) Listen. (laughs) Yeah, makes
0: a lot of sense. But for 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 the sake of this podcast, as a human being, you would have to get clearance or the information from a higher spiritual being in order for you to understand things from said Akashic Records. So if you're allowed to know it, you're going to know it. If you're not, sucks to suck my guy. That's my opinion.
1: and might have a different opinion. I do have a different opinion. I feel like we're connected to certain aspects of the Akashic Records, so you should have access to it. However, you do not get access to the restricted section. Yes. Um, they want me to say, if you think about it in a library sort of way, you can check out a book. However, you can only check out the books that are, ac- like you have access to. Correct. And that would be the ones that you're spiritually connected to. So when you're a space pirate, you're like, aha, let's go talk to the green ball of goop. Um, and she can tell us how to get into the restricted section since she helped create the Akashic Records. What am I going to name this episode?
0: Akashic
1: <laughs> Space Pirate Akashic Records Extravaganza? Nope, Space Pirates Adventure to Pluto. That's not a planet. I hate you. <laughs> or you could say Space Pirates. Oh, no, I got to go in. I got to go in. Space Pirates Steal Pluto's Planet Something Status. <laughs> yeah. Space Pirates Steal Pluto's Planet Status from the Akashic Records.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, a Metapsychics listener story. I mean, I thought the last one we posted, which was my sleep paralysis kitty and the gaslighting ghost, I thought that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay, next one. Even the, this is a Don't talk to someone stories, in the Akashic, Akashic Records. Yeah, uh, it's not a listener story, it's a QA. <laughs> That's why I brought that one up. I was like, tell me about the Akashic Records.
0: There's a man spirit thing masculine presenting that looks like gary from the library you yeah. <laughs> you just got to f- picture that because when you brought that up during one of our mediumship circles or patreon lives
1: i almost shit your pants laughing because it's so accurately I hilarious because someone has a spirit guide that looks like that and i've literally looked at her and was like i'm sorry this is going to be embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> but this is what they have to use inside my head yeah uh and he says that you ask too many questions. <laughs> I know because I I I'm aware <laughs> little green ball of goop <laughs> need to know how everything works. Um they tell me that you helped create the content within the Akashic records. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. You wrote life books or you they want me to say you helped create the idea of life books?
0: That's why I feel like months and months ago, I was telling you that I feel like after we did your reading for the little green ball that creates <sighs> physicality, I was like, I feel like I helped deal with like creating animals. And you're like, no, it's no, just you life told in me, general.
1: You told me pink that you dealt with like love. And I was like, mm. I see you as purple every single time.
0: Which makes sense.
1: Because you deal with spirit. You give life to things. It's a lot
0: to think about. We're already having an assisten- existential crisis today. <laughs>
1: it's literally associated to fire to fire. Because I created the coding for fire. You created the life for fire. For fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also why we deal with darker things because fire deals with a lot of dark things. A lot of people are like, fire deals with destruction, but it also deals with light. That's why we're doing this because it helps bring light to things so that people understand it from a different point of view. Yeah. You're welcome. Fire. I'm not no, dude. It's really weird. But if you think about it, your existence like that, everything is tied to it. It's really fucked up. Because that's what I've <laughs> it's been dealing really with the last fucked up. three weeks <laughs> of someone being like, you know that you do this? And I'm like, I hate you. Why did you do that? Nothing is going to make sense. I'm a thought again. God damn it.
0: <laughs> we really need to put that on a t shirt, TM. <laughs> you're just a thought you're a thought (laughs) but it's t-h-o-u-g-h-t i'll stop spelling at you but it's really funny anyways next question
1: what types of protection do you guys use and or spiritual maintenance
0: i brush my teeth every morning (laughs) and then i brush my teeth every night because cleanliness is next to godliness. Well, how do you protect yourself? And that's how you protect yourself from the demons. demons.
1: You do it clairsentiently. Yeah. Do dark things teach me how to protect my energy? Which is funny. I was in the conjuring basement and they were teaching me how to how to protect myself. You just have to get off of the frequency that they're on. Like the spirits do. Which yeah. is hard. Because
0: so. they are separate from... The dark things in places Mm -hmm. are separate from the...
1: They're on the upside down because it's a different frequency. It's a different wave of light, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, when we were in the... We were doing the uh, Conjuring basement thing. There was a soul down there. We were watching the reaction video of Sam and Colby. That taught me about, like, heavy stuff. Because it's, like, one of the, like, the dark things. So you were telling me that the light souls can't really go down to the basement but there was this man there that was protecting Sam and Colby and he had this like low pitch red energy and he's the one that was like doing things with white light for you doesn't make any sense because it's too high pitch so you can do things similar to me which is like pushing out a low vibrational energy mm-hmm. so well yeah dark thing in the well a dark-ish thing <laughs> in the conjuring basement told me how to protect my energy. It was just a different
0: vibration and of then the thing. The biker guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then Beelzebub told me that I do it with understanding. And you told me that I do it with Audience. Yeah. So then how do you do it?
0: You're asking me to self-analyze myself when I don't even think I talk to my spirit guides that often. <laughs>
1: yeah, but there's also a reason for that.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Would you want me to ask them? Yeah. Um, well, A, one of the things you told me is you do it similar to like what you do with horses. Mm. So when you work with horses, if you, a horse scares you and moves your feet, they think they have power over you. Yeah. You do it in a clear, sentient way.
0: Mm. With emotions and energy. And sometimes I just realize that they're not... So- something that's a threat necessarily they're obviously bothering me but I'm just like okay I recognize you but also have a nice day <laughs> it's kind of like yesterday uh no two days ago Bradley took me to the mall to take me for a walk because it was raining outside and I needed to take my pregnant ass for a walk and there was this one goose that was being made fun of by the other geese and they wouldn't let him over into the flower bed by the mall so he was just in the middle of the road and I'm like some jack wagon is going to run you over. But the other geese were like, we don't want to talk to Terry. He smells like, I don't know, fucking bad goose. <laughs> but they they were just bullying him. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you guys keep continue bullying him when I'm standing here, because if he gets hit and when I come out of this mall after eating delicious food and walking around for an hour and a half, I'm going to be pissed. So this guy, like no one wanted to get out of their car and like move him. So they're just like honking their horn because they're afraid they're going to get attacked by a goose. But I was like, Screw this goose and screw the other five that are bullying him. I'm going to walk over there and have his little ass waddle over to the sidewalk and that's going to be the end of it. It's kind of the same thing.
1: They are telling me that the way that you need to protect yourself because you struggle with it when we go to like haunted locations is you can't allow your energy to move. So what that means is they show me that your frequency is like the peaks and hills of it are huge Mm -hmm. so it moves very easily so all a weird thing has to do to affect you is by pushing it further so what they're telling me is you need to tighten those peaks and hills together
0: yeah which I think we were doing I was doing a pretty good job of when we were at Fairfield when we were talking to the demon called me (laughs) And then when we were upstairs in the Conjuring house, when we were talking to the man that took care of the pigs and the midwife, because all of a sudden the dark thing that's in the house had a fucking temper tantrum on our REM pod and was like, I'm going to be really scary because I took a lot of energy for that thing Wait, to do. where? At the Conjuring house. Oh, okay. I remember when it almost broke our REM pod? Okay. It's because I was very much focusing calmly on the human souls and yeah, it was like- I'm going to have a tantrum (laughs) and I feel like I took my ability to control my frequency very well because I was not affected by that where I feel like usually when dark things are around I have that overwhelming sense of clairsentient dread and then once I have that feeling of dread that's when they start manipulating my clairvoyance my mental clairvoyance like when we were in the kitchen and I had to go outside because I was getting more mentally tired and
1: physically tired that was a long trip for me. They tell me that you a lot of times do it in the wrong way. You try to put a wall around your energy instead of trying to compact your energy. Okay. What that means is it's like the best way I can describe it is you just try to take your medium hat off, but that's not necessarily going to help you. It's just going to catch you off guard. Yeah, that makes sense. So they're like, you have to literally focus on making your energy sucked in Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's what victoria tells me
0: makes sense
1: you're welcome (laughs) that's what they tell me about you protecting yourself
0: i'm sure people are wondering or are now like flabbergasted that we don't use like crystals or sage or whatever
1: else well those that's literally what people ask us all the time or ask people ask me too well those things can help you do it it literally makes sense that I was literally wearing a selenite necklace for so long because I deal with Selene, the moon goddess. Mm, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's the energy that makes sense with my energy. But you don't need to use physical (laughs) things. They just help you do that. True. You're also the one that's like, I need to bring all of my crystals and things to these haunted places. I know. I was just trying to be funny. (laughs) Okay, you ready for next question? Mm Mm-hmm. Can fantasy worlds exist like our reality does? In example, uh, Harry Potter or Spongebob universe.
0: We talk about this in a podcast, right? Manifesting yeah. things into existence. Yeah. Yeah. Go watch that video and listen to that podcast. But also, yes. Also, what's the answer? But no, you can't have Harry Potter or Spongebob
1: because they're too new. They exist in like a pocket universe.
0: But not a universe of its own because, it's again, it's too new. So things can't, like, it takes a lot of time and energy for things to manifest like that. Like, all of the different deities that we have for the sun, that has taken a really freaking long time for those deities to manifest through people's energy. Because what people do is, like we said, everyone has psychic abilities. So over time... People have picked up and perceived the energy metaphysical spiritual and otherwise of the sun and those are aspects of the sun that exists that people have created as deities for the sun which is why many of them exist and it's not necessarily one is the correct or right answer because they're all valid they're all aspects of information from the sun. That took a long fucking time. SpongeBob's been around for 50 years my guy. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the answer to the question.
1: Okay, one more question. Are you ready? Yeah. Last one says, What are your thoughts on exorcisms? Do they work? Are they real? (laughs) Thought it was a good one to end on. That is not something you should ask me because I'm an asshole. (laughs) I know, that's why I'm asking. Turn your fucking brain off. Ask Gojo because he's equally an asshole. People ask me
0: if you can get possessed by things. And we talk about this in one of our podcasts. I don't even fucking remember because it wasn't a podcast just about exorcisms or demonic possession
1: it was just a thing that we talked about might have been about soul contracts it might
0: have been oh it might have been about soul contracts because you that video was not what
1: i expected
0: everything was not what we expected
1: literally i did not think that people thought soul contracts were literally i'm selling my soul to a demon (laughs) but you know it's fine you should watch watch that video and check out the podcast or whatever the fuck it is
0: yeah the podcast it's an interesting thing so you have your energy, right? And no. demons or dark entities have their energy. The way I explain it in one of the last podcasts is anything that could be like an attachment or a possession is kind of like when you're on one of those bridges from like a little kid's playground where the wires run through it. And then you have the boards that you're stepping on. And if you step on the boards, the whole the whole bridge moves, right? It's like weeble wobbly. Whatever dark entity that someone feels they are possessed by or have an attachment with, it's just because what they're doing is they are stepping on the bridge that is you and your energy, like in a soul way. So they're kind of puppeting you, but they're not in control of you. It's more like just pu- like they're, hypnosis. They're fucking yanking your spiritual chain, my guy. That's about it.
1: Um, They tell me that you have to be in a certain mindset in order for that to happen. Yes, you do. So a lot of times the haunting, because in horror films, they usually represent how hauntings happen very slowly and then they get really, really dramatic and then someone gets possessed. Um, You have to be really run down for it to happen, Mm -hmm. which is why you also don't have like ghost hunters going to a place and then getting possessed at those places (laughs) because i feel like a lot of people think that that's a thing and that's not usually how that works yeah unless you like really have a mental whatever happening to you like really 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 bad Mm -hmm. in which case you probably shouldn't be leaving the house (laughs) (laughs) and going to a haunted location
0: yeah so some people perceive or like to say that possessions or attachments are like things that take over your body and you have no control. No they're just yanking your chain. You are still there. Everything's fine and they're not taking over you. They're just stepping on your bridge making and you weeble wobble.
1: They talk about the reason why you don't remember doing it is because it's in a state of trauma. Yeah. So your brain like dissociates. Mm-hmm. Which is why they can step in and do whatever. Mm-hmm. So then is exorcism. thing? <laughs> I feel like it's trying to i mean i guess in the sense it disrupts energy because they make me see an exorcism is like a surge of energy yes so the way in which people normally cleanse things in a not dramatic exorcist way they are trying to do that thing but it's on a very small level so when you do an exorcism regardless if the person is possessed or not it is this huge surge of energy. And if you do it incorrectly, it can be in a negative context. Like if you were standing on the bridge,
0: say that person is the demon or whatever, standing on the bridge that is the person being possessed. Somebody runs an electrical current through it and the demon's like, ow! <laughs> they, they like jump off.
1: Yeah, it could like in this energy that you put out because it's usually... Uh, put into place by like a priest or something, that person cannot be affected by what's going on because it will filter through them. So if they want it to be positive energy, like they affect what kind of frequency will come out. Mm-hmm. So the frequency has to be on the right plane of existence to affect the dark thing, in which case they have to have it on the right frequency. So if you're scared, it's not going to be on the right frequency. It's going to be lower And it's going to push them up higher. That's what they showed me. Interesting. So they're like, because if, when they do exorcism exorcism stuff, they're like, you can't be scared. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You're still going to put all that energy somewhere, but it's not going to be useful in the way that you want if you're scared. It's going to be put in a different frequency. So it's like a hit and a miss. Yeah, makes sense. Yep, that's what I got do
0: you like podcasts like this if you don't don't tell us because i'll cry (laughs) but if you do tell your friends because it would be great if somebody and more people really liked to uh listen to us and our dumb shenanigans that we do but thank you to our patrons and people who are not patrons that support this channel and our content because without you we wouldn't be able to do this if you're not a patron that's okay but if you're interested in becoming a part of our patreon There'll be a link in the show notes. And if you could leave us an Apple podcast, that'd be even cooler. Because if you leave a dad joke, we'll feature you. Just like uh, Twilina, who says shoebox noise. Damn it, Twilena. It is the shoebox noise. I fucking hate that one. No. Orange. Is that orange? Shoebox. I hate that one.
1: Anyways, it's because it's supposed to be this. <laughs> The lead up to that
0: one <laughs> got it. Okay, so Twilena says, Here's a joke two drums in a cymbal fall off a cliff. <laughs> Get it? But <laughs> no, I wasn't
1: listening, <laughs> <laughs> I was too focused on the buttons. The joke was,
0: Two drums in a cymbal fall off a cliff. okay <laughs> anyways thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you're interested in any readings with m or i i'm offering email readings and availability when i can and m has availability for a lot of her readings so go check it out <laughs> okay. wow we are your meta
1: sa kicks wow Don't push that button ever, right? No, never.
0: They both looked pink to me.